जया राधा माधव कुंज बिहारिया गोपी जन्ना वल्लभा यरवरधारी गोपी जनबल्लापीरवरधारी यशोदानंदना प्रजजनारंजना यशोदानंदना प्रजजनारंजना यमुना तीरावनचारी यमुना तीरावनचारी वो डबल टाइम Double time it. Oh yeah. Jaya Radha Madhava Kungadiyari Jaya Radha Madhava Kungadiyari not too fast. Yoga Pijana Vallabha Kiravaradhariya Yoga Pijana Vallabha Kiravaradhariya Yashodanandana Pradhujanarangana Yashodanandana Pradhujanarangana Yamunathira Vanachariya Yamunathira Vanachariya Okay, put it up there. Woo. Good to use your lips. Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari 
let's try this out. One, two, three, four. Up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, down. Up, up. Sideways. Thank you very much. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Good if we uh, sit nice and straight with our back, neck, and head erect in a straight line and just. Give it all the power you can from your voice, okay? It's very powerful, this mantra. All right. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timarandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuram Militamena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Jai No, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, well, today we're looking at Canto 3 from the Srimad Bhagavatam, and it's chapter 5, Vidura's Talks with Maitreya, and it's text 29, it's up on the board, we'll get everyone to follow. Mahatatvad Vikurvanad Ahantatvang Vyajayata Karyakarnam Karatratma Bhutendriya Mano Mayaha Vaikarikas Tajasascha Tamashas Chityahantridha Okay, so uh, do we have some volunteers who want to recite it? We'll give you one line, okay? Who would like to be the first? They do it in a group? Okay. Okay. Then do it as a group. You're on. Oh, a group? Vijayaka 
Okay, thank you very much. Mahat. The great. Tatvat. From the causal truth. Vikurvanat. Being transformed. Aham. False ego. Tatvam. Material truth. Yet Jayata became manifested. Karya effects. Karana cause. Karatri doer. Atma soul or source. Bhuta material ingredients. Indriya, senses, manamayaha, hovering on the mental plane, vaikarikaha, the mode of goodness, taijasaha, the mode of passion, cha, and tamasaha, the mode of ignorance. Cha and iti thus aham false ego trida three kinds here's the translation mahatatva or the great causal truth transforms into false ego which is manifested in three phases cause effect in the doer all such activities are on the mental plane and are based on the material elements, gross senses, and mental speculation. The false ego is represented in three different modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance. Let's just read this all together at the same time, this verse. One, two, three, go. Mahatattva, or the great causal truth, transforms into false ego, which is manifested in three phases cause, effect, and the doer. All such activities are on the mental plane and are based on the material elements, gross senses, and mental speculation. The false ego is represented in three different modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance. Chai ho. Okay, so now we're going to go for the purport, and I'm going to charade it out. That means I'll read, you fill in the blanks. Are you ready? It's fun. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> a pure living entity in his or her original spiritual existence is fully conscious of his constitutional position as an eternal servitor of the Lord. All souls who are situated in pure consciousness are give me an L L L L I ah liberated yes liberated didn't it look like I was being liberated Okay, and therefore they eternally live in 
Bliss. Bliss and in enlightened knowledge is actually the word. Thank you. In the various Vaikunta planets in the spiritual sky. Very good, sky. When the material creation is manifested, manifested, it is not meant for them. The eternally liberated souls are called Nitya Muktas, and they have nothing to do with the material creation. The material creation is meant for rebellious souls who are not prepared to accept subordination under the Supreme Lord. This spirit of false Lord I'm at the harbor. How about ship? Ship. Lord ship. Okay. Oh. Chief Chago. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is meant for rebellious souls. Okay. Okay. And this spirit of false lordship is called false ego. It is manifested in. Three, no, just three. Just three. Leave it there. Three modes of material nature, and it exists in mental speculation only. Those who are in the mode of goodness, those who are in the mode of goodness, think that each and every person is God. And thus they, <laughs> they laugh at the pure devotees who try to engage, try to engage in the transcendental loving service of the those who are puffed, puffed up by the mode of passion try to lord it over material nature in various ways. Very good. You're great. Some of them engage in altruistic activities as they were agents appointed to do good to others by their mental speculative plans. Such persons accept the standard ways of mundane altruism, but their plans are made on the basis of false ego. This false ego extends to the limit of becoming one 
One, no, engages this. Becoming one with the Lord. The last class of egotistic conditioned souls, those in the mode of ignorance. Ignorance is good enough. Okay. They are misguided by the identification of the gross body with the self. Thus, all their activities are centered around the only, very good. All these persons are given the chance to play with false egotistic ideas. But at the same time, the Lord is The Lord is kind enough to give them a chance to take famous song by the Beatles. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> One of their first songs. Help! No. <laughs> give them a chance to take help from scriptures like And she, that's right. Okay, watch this. So that they may understand the science of Krishna and thus make their lives. Give me an S, 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 U, 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 U. successful. Oh. <laughs> the entire material creation, therefore, is meant for the falsely egoistic living entities hovering on the mental plane under different illusions in the modes of material nature. I want to thank you all for helping me through with this purport. You, you are all great. So there's two great people talking here. And one, his name is Vidura, and he went on a long walk. And while he was on a long walk, he met a ni another nice person, and his name is Maitreya. So they had serious discussions, and basically they're talking about the, the way of the world. And when they're talking about the way of the world, according to the people that, from the Vedic perspective, we talk about three modes of nature. Three, okay? So we're going to zero in on that a little bit, okay? So first of all, does anybody know in Sanskrit one of those modes, which are basically their energies, three energies. They're very prominent, and Krishna talks about these energies in the Bhagavad Gita quite a lot. He sprinkles these energies out throughout the entire teaching dialogue that he had with Arjuna. So does anybody know what one of those energies is? Ignorance, very good. Passion and goodness. Very good, great. And... Uh, in Sanskrit, 
Can you tell what they are? What is goodness in Sanskrit? Sattva, what is passion in Sanskrit? Rajas. And what is ignorance in Sanskrit? Thomas. Anybody here by the name of Thomas? Okay. Not to assume that you're in ignorance. We're not saying that. All right. These three energies, or modes of material nature, shape our lives in many ways. They mold us. You can choose what you want to be controlled by. And you can mix them up, just like in the morning. What's it like when it's time to get up? What mode are you in? Ignorance, the mode of tiredness, okay. Mode of ignorance. And after you wash up, then what mode are you in? Goodness. And when you're in the temple, here in front of the deities, what mode are you in? Passion, goodness. How about transcendence? You're above the modes, right? And when you're... Vishuddha Sattva. And what about when you are, let's say... Um, falling asleep in class. Ignorance. Ignorance, right. Okay, let's, why don't we take some examples of animals or in the animal wildlife kingdom of those creatures that are in the mode of goodness. Let's start for an example. Let's, a cow is in the mode of goodness, right? Or sheep are in the mode of goodness. Would that be, would that be pretty accurate? Elephants are in the mode of goodness. Do I have support for the answer there? Elephants in the mode of goodness? Yes, elephants are... I got a nod here. What about in the mode of... So what about the mode of passion then? Mode of passion? I'll ask you. No, no, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. Monkeys, yeah. Yes, uh, to some degree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other uh, animals in the mode of passion that you can think of? What about that guy sleeping on the tree there? Jaguar. Is he in the mode of passion? There he's in the mode of ignorance. But normally, what is he? Which mode is he in? Which energy? Passion. I got the guys in the front where we're answering. Uh, I need everyone's involvement, okay? Okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just, uh, okay, I was asking about the Jaguar. What mode is he in, generally? Ignorance and passion. Yep. Cats are... Uh, okay, and what about, somebody mentioned a sloth. What kind of mode is he in? But they're absolutely adorable, aren't they? But they're adorably in ignorance. <laughs> okay, let's look at colors and the mode that they might, might be slaughtered under, okay? What about red? What mode is that? Ignorance? I beg to differ. Passion? Okay, passion. It makes you kind of hot, gets you going, you know? If you paint your, your wall in your room red, your mother might not like it. But you'll probably, you know, have a little more energy. <laughs> Okay, what about a very dark kind of color? What's that? Ignorance. Ignorance. 
And what about a color like yellow? Okay, goodness, right? What happens when you mix yellow and blue together? Green. What happens when you mix red and yellow together? Okay, so that gives you some idea. We're all influenced by these three energies, and uh, we are affected by all of them in the course of the day. We meet goodness, passion, and ignorance. And when people, when you grow up and you become adults, you also make an alliance with a political party, the one that suits your needs. And of course, here in America, you've got the Democrats and the Republicans. Is there a third one? Oh, the heart. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so people take their pick how they want to be influenced, and uh, they they vote on what basically is the best thing for them in their life. So anyways, we're talking here uh, about these two great souls who are having this chit-chat, and I'm sure they're chanting too. They're chatting, they're chitting, they're chatting, and they're probably chanting too. And uh, because all great souls chant. Chanting means glorification of the Lord, of Krishna. That's what it's all about. It means showing appreciation. So when we come to the, before the deities here, we're doing it to show appreciation, um, gratitude. Now, a, not a lot of people, there's a lot of folks outside that uh, don't do that sufficiently. Maybe they go on Sunday to express some gratitude and they sing hymns and things like that. But there's some people who don't do that at all. In fact, there's some people who just complain a lot. They're like, their lip is down so low and it's hitting the floor and they practically trip on their lip. And what kind of mode is that all about? Ignorance, right. Is it a good, is it a good thing to be in ignorance? No. You can be in ignorance when you go to sleep at night and that's okay. But then you wake up and things change, right? Sometimes we're in, when you go to sleep, has anybody ever had any nightmares? Right, they're terrible. And then you, did you wake up from the nightmare? And what was the nightmare like? Maybe there was a jaguar chasing you, and he you know, just grabbed you, and then he's going into your juggler vein. But you'll wake up on that, <laughs> on that note. Yeah. Those are the three modes of material nature. You have choices. So some people live their whole life in ignorance. Some people, in my walks across the U.S. and Canada, I, I'd have pe different kinds of people stop and talk to me. They'll pull over and they say, would you like a ride? And I remember one guy, he had like, he rolled down his window and there was like a spider web, like neatly webbed out on the window. It looked so good, you know, it looked better than the guy. <laughs> And his car was full of junk. And uh, he asked me, would you like a ride? Well, I was thinking, I'm not taking any rides, I'm walking, but even if I was to take a ride, where will I sit? <laughs> and then there was one guy, he pulled over in a real fancy, state-of-the-art sports car, said, would you like a ride? 
And I said, well, I'm walking all the way to the East Coast. And it's got, I got another 3,000 miles to go. He said, oh, so you're Buddhist? He said, no, I'm not Buddhist. I'm Krishna. Oh, Krishna, like in Vishnu, you mean? Yeah. Okay, it was nice to me. A little bit enlightened, but judging on the way his car was, he was a little bit in the mode of passion. Anybody who has a red sports car, they drive crazily. That is my experience. And I've seen a lot of people pass by in their vehicles. Doesn't have to be, but it just, the cops are always on the lookout for the guys in the red sports car. It seems to be like that. Okay, I'm going to tell you something about, I was walking in Pennsylvania, and um, there was, I, behind me, I heard, and then that vehicle passed by me to my left side, and then in front. Now, as they were passing, it was very slow-paced. It was a black, what would you call it, a coach. Some Amish people were in it. They were wearing black. There was a, a, a woman in black. There was a black horse. There was a man riding the horse, and he was in black. And there was a kid in black. But I have to tell you, that stagecoach, if I could use that term, looked so classy. And it was going at a pace that was very reasonable. So in my opinion, that... <laughs> that horse and buggy was in the mode of ignorance. No, goodness. Because the speed was at such that even if the guy on the horse fell off, he probably might get a little injury, and that's all it is. But when you drive in a car today, practically anywhere, and you hit a tree or someone hits you, it's game over, oftentimes, for the car, maybe the tree, and also the person in the tree. Yeah, there's a lot of accidents like that. So people drive in the mode of passion. I was told yesterday by one of our doctor friends, oh, Florida is known. It's one of the top two states which has the worst drivers. Am I right about that? So we can be different when you guys get your license, you know? And most of you will be driving. How many people will be driving down the road? Well, how else can you drive but down the road? <laughs> You'll be driving, yes. So when will that happen for you? In September. Okay, <clears throat> but I am just saying, as a Krishna conscious devotee, you don't want to drive too fast in the mode of passion because the consequences are likely that you could get in an accident, right? So drive in the mode of goodness, observe the signs, and when you observe signs, you're acting in the mode of? Goodness. Gracious. <laughs> That's right. And um, now, getting some inspiration from Lord Krishna himself. He was a driver. He probably didn't go to the bureau to get his license. I can't imagine that he did. But he had horses. Does anybody know how many horses he had? Four horses. Five? To my knowledge, it was four. 
Yeah, but not the senses. We're not talking about the senses. Krishna had four horses. Okay. Now, uh, what Krishna is known for driving, can anybody tell me how we know that? <gasps> oh, what? what? And the Bhagavad Gita. What did Krishna do? He was, he was driving Arjuna. Very good. Yeah, and it was a real fancy thing. Um, so we can get inspiration um, from Krishna, the Supreme Lord himself, who was a really good driver. Otherwise, Arjuna might not team up with him. <laughs> Krishna was really good at maneuvering through, the, through all the dust, which was kicked up by the horses and all the noises and everything, like Krishna to be an expert driver, you know? So we can ask Krishna when we're behind the wheel, Krishna, please allow me to be a responsible driver. Please encourage me to be a driver in the mode of goodness. No, that's everyone's favorite word here, passion. No, it's goodness, right? Goodness. So there's different ways to do things, just like when it comes to your studies, everybody, how many people have homework? You have homework. So there's different ways to study in the mode of goodness and passion and in ignorance, okay? So in ignorance, when you do your homework, what are different ways to do homework in the mode of ignorance? Not do it. That's right. That's right. There's another way to do homework in the mode of ignorance. Yes. Throw it away. Yeah, that's good. How about you? Say it again. Oh, look at, oh, cheating. Okay, yeah, that's not good. Cheating is not very good. But you guys don't cheat, right? Uh, what's a, another way to do your homework in the mode of ignorance? Procrastinating, leave it till the last minute. That's right. What's another way to do homework in the mode of ignorance? Complaining about it. Oh, do I have to? That kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's true. What's another way to do homework in the mode of ignorance? Yes. Yeah, you put your hand up, right? Or you're just fiddling with your watch. Go ahead. Very good. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and another one? <gasps> Telling your parents you, you, you lying about doing your homework. Oh, that's a bad one. My dog ate my homework. That's very witty. Okay, great. Now, what does it mean to do your homework in the mode of passion? Yes. Rushing through it. Yeah, not... Not paying attention to the details, what's what's there to be read, and then going at it real fast. I just got to go fast so I can do some, you know, play video games, whatever, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. What's another way to do uh, do do it in the mode of passion? Yes. What's that? Get your dog to do it. That's interesting. That was very interesting. Any other ways to do it in the mode of passion? Okay, uh, and what about goodness? How about doing homework in the mode of goodness? Yes. Carefully reading it. Yes. 
Okay. Paying attention to the details. Yeah. Do it in the moment. Very present. Okay, great. And I guess that's about it for some of us. Hare Krishna. Anyways, do your homework in the mode of goodness. <laughs> we'll leave it on that note. And don't cheat. Yes, very good. So thank you very much for coming today. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, for engaging. Yeah, okay. All right. So this means commitment, right? Thank you very much, guys. Honeyball. Okay, we've got a few people left here. What is generally done at this stage? Keep going. I have a confession to make. I really had a hard time with homework, especially in high school. I just want, don't we all? <laughs> I used to just put on the TV, watch an old movie, and try to do the homework at the same time. Yeah, homework was not a passion for me, you know. Anyways, what ultimately is our homework? Work that gets you home. Work that gets you back to Godhead, right? And for that, we have to be very attentive. For that, we have to pay attention to details and just try to make good with uh, all that's presented before us in the way of devotional service. Not to shy away from service. When we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're asking Krishna, give me some service. And then when it comes, oh, oh, a little busy now, or, you know. So that's not action in the mode of goodness, necessarily. It's uh, denying, denial. Denial is in the mode of ignorance. Things like, one of the boys was saying procrastination. That's definitely in the mode of ignorance. You know? We know we have to get things done. Like the other day, I received a message, okay, uh, get your Prabhupada tributes done meaning your Vyasa Puja offerings, you know. And uh, I, I, I like the, uh, let's say, the, let's see, that kind of a message coming at me. And I, I'll, I know I have to try to just get it done as soon as possible. I don't want to leave it at the last minute. Uh, and uh, I feel compelled to write some things in glorification to Srila Prabhupada. Why not? You know, it's just, uh, it's not that I feel an obligation. I'm happy to do it. You know, happy to give some credit where it's due. You know, and that's what the Vyasa Puja is all about. And, um, you know, it, sometimes writing material is necessary. Most of us are emailing and, you know, you, you've got commitments to make. Someone's sending a message to you. You want to get back to them ASAP. That's in the mode of goodness, isn't it? And then when you're composing a letter also, uh, you want to, you know, do it with great care and conscientiousness. You know, say, like, for instance, if I get a letter that's sent to me from someone who generally asks me for some guidance or somebody I gave diksha to, then I have to, uh, let's say, carefully select my words, you know, because it's, it's a delicate situation, so oftentimes, for new people. 
And sometimes folks will, you know, send me an email saying I'm, I'm failing, I'm not doing very well, I'm in Maya, blah, blah, blah. And those are a little bit trying to hear those kind of messages and to get those kind of letters. But, <clears throat> yeah, I want us to be uh, <clears throat> carefully uh, composing uh, the words that will, you hope, will inspire and enthuse that person. Yeah. So being in the present is very important. <clears throat> Just another story, which I think I related to this group before. When on the first walk I did across Canada, I was in the city of Halifax. And I just had a few days to go to complete the entire walk. It was like December the 1st or 2, 2nd of December. And um, somebody came from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is a big win. Now, was it that? Oh, it was the major newspaper. That's what it was. And uh, she came. She was a journalist. And she came with a tape recorder. You know those ancient relics? Do you remember them? You know? And she was there to interview and uh, to ask all the questions that normally are asked. She, she liked the story and of a monk walking across the country. So she asked, when did you start? And uh, what's the purpose of it? And I told her, what's well, for the spiritual healing of the nation? And uh, you know, she asked other things like, what have you encountered? Uh, 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 let's see, uh, another question that's kind of common. How many pairs of shoes have you worn? You know, like that, you know, more on the human level. And I gave her an answer, well, I'm finishing my fourth pair of shoes, you know. And then at the end, she, after asking all the regular questions, she said, well, now that you're almost finished uh, the walk, what was the greatest moment that you can recall or tell us about what you experienced, you know? And when she asked that question, I just got kind of bewildered. I kind of, I froze. I, I didn't know what to say. Like, it just didn't come to me like some, was there anything that stuck out? I could have talked about, you know, the bear experience or, or the attack by black birds and, and, uh, and, and even wasps. You know, I was dealing with the call of nature and I accidentally stepped on a wasp nest and, you know, seven wasps jabbed into my backside like that jackknives. And, and uh, I could have mentioned those things, uh, but it didn't come to me. It just didn't come to me what really stood out. And so it was like one of those moments that seemed like 12 years or more. And then I thought, okay, um, the most amazing thing that happened on this walk is you are asking me this question. And I'm trying to come up with an answer. That's the greatest thing that happened on this walk. <laughs> and so she said, oh yeah, yeah, I see, I, I understand what you mean. Being in the present, living for the moment. I said, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> so that to me is like mode of goodness. Being very much present, like when you're doing your job, or you try to be very attentive. When, whatever you're doing, especially in devotional service, to be very attentive. And anything you do, driving on the road, it doesn't matter, digging a ditch, uh, you know, 
uh, nailing, uh, putting a, hammering a, a nail in the wall, whatever it is, uh, just do it nicely. And uh, with attention. And just try to do a good job. And then it's enjoyable. In the mode of passion, it's very hard. Like, if you're a surgeon, for instance, can you go in there in the mode of passion and start cutting out stuff? You know? Or do you have to sort of take your time, be very careful, you know, with all the devices that you use, you know? So uh, I think that's the order of the day. We should just conduct ourselves in a sattvic manner, and especially when it comes to devotional service. And I found that even if you're doing something that's a little bit mundane, say you're at a mundane job, if you just put a lot of attention to it, just do it, do it kind of nice and right. You come out feeling really good. I did the best I could, you know? And uh, feeling good. Yeah, motive. Goodness, uh, James Brown. I feel good. Da, 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 da. So the idea is, uh, and by the way, that song I did sing once or twice on the road when I was, had to pick up my speed a little bit. I feel good. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the stride was just right. It was just right. So, anyways, pick and choose your mode, and, uh, you know, just uh, with attention, Prabhupada used to say, just pay attention to details. And of course, he was dealing with a bunch of young whippersnappers, we were all in the mode of passion, and he was encouraging us, slow down, slow down a little bit, and be attentive to details. Hare Krishna. So that's it for now. I think that's good enough. Um, Anybody have any questions or comments or, um, let's say, deliberations and um, additions, subtractions, whatever? Yes, Thank you, Maharaj. Oh, Thank you for sharing that experience. The wonderful thing about Krishna consciousness is, you know, hopefully we're evolving every day in our consciousness and some experience that we previously had could be a conversation, could be some kind of practical experience. It becomes more clear as you become more, how do you say, more conscious. So when you say live in that moment, sometimes that experience, if you bring it into something, so for example, like I just did it sometimes, and I've noticed how I've changed over the time. So sometimes I'm thinking, oh, Krishna is like this, that's why it's being done like this. And it's bring that experience into a focus in our previous experience. So when living into that moment, it makes so much sense now because as our consciousness, the material things seem to fade. The material energy and the spiritual energy becomes more realistic and more sweeter. I don't know how to explain it, but something like that. So acting in the mode of goodness makes everything much more palatable, sweet, rewarding, all those things. Yeah, but also, like, I also have to drive when I go out preaching and, uh, you know, sometimes I'm listening to a tape mm -hmm. and I'm you know, obeying the speed limit and doing everything and some, you know, somebody's mode of passion and yesterday it happened when my husband was going someplace and this person was so much in the mode of passion when Vanny showed my husband the finger because, you know, we were talking about Christian and going. So, so see, you can't always have the mode of goodness without affecting people around you, whether good or bad, you know, something. It seemed like we were trying to bring a goodness in something, passion, especially something like driving. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
I don't know. Uh, it, it seemed like you just have to go with the situation. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have done anything different. You were doing the speed limit, you tried to drive in a slow zone, you know, the slower zone, but somebody is so, especially in the road, and then people might pull over and shoot you for something you didn't even think you did. Mm. So mm. maybe we should all start walking. And that's like more of ignorance, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Thank you so much. And then we'll ask the devotee in the back there. Yes, uh, could you help me to understand how you said that black is in the mode of ignorance when Krishna's blackness mm -hmm. is transcendental. Yes. It sounds like an apparent contradiction. Could you help me to understand this? Yes, we, we understand the coloration of Krishna and Shiva are there like a dark blue, a beautiful kind of like dark rain cloud, which is very mystical and very beautiful. But sometimes the term black is used just to indicate I can't see, like when the sun is not out there. But, so we might call that like ignorance. I can't see where I'm walking. I can't see where I'm driving. So yeah, it's interchanged you know, from very transcendent, transcendent position to the mode of darkness. But sometimes yellow, like we talked about yellow being in the mode of goodness, it is, but yellow also might indicate jaundice, which is one of the worst diseases, and it's a very difficult situation to go through. So, some colors are affiliated with, you know, modes, and it does change. Yes, uh, in the back. It's, it's not too clear, but that's okay. Um, you were speaking about uh, doing our duties in the mode of goodness, like that. Um, question about when we do those things that sometimes we don't see as devotional service, you know, those dutiful things we have to Practical do. Practical things, right? Yeah. Practical. Um, but Krishna does say, everything you do, everything you eat, do it as an offering unto me. So how can we, what can our prayer be when we offer those, at that, those times we're doing those things, how, what can we say to Krishna? I offer this to you, or, or what? How, can that's you good, expand on this? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, say, you have to fill out your tax uh, papers and returns, and... Um, so you may wonder, oh God, you know, it's not directly related to Krishna consciousness, but you know, you have to follow the law of the land, and the land belongs to Krishna, and somehow they make a connection to see how it has to be done. Prabhupada was very finicky and meticulous about all details, even when it came to accounting, you know, like every last penny that might seem mundane. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think the, the transcendence is, you can find in the service of attentiveness. Mm. Just do a nice job and then automatically it can be perceived as a service. So. 
Yeah, I think just do everything with good consciousness, you know, doing the best job possible. Yeah. But thanks for bringing up the verse from chapter 9 about all that you do, all that you give away, what all the, everything that should be done is an offering to Krishna. And so the prayer would be, Krishna, please allow me to do a good job here. And, you know, even the unpalatable can become palatable. Uh, we say, Krishna, thank you for this uh, opportunity. Like a, a, a lot of people have difficulty in filling out application forms. I, I mean, I'm like that. Or is there anybody else like that here? When you fill out a form, oh my God, you know, so, and it's long, it's several pages long, and just, or, you know, or, or you're dealing with legal papers, and you have to read a, a booklet with uh, 20 pages, 30 or 40, so do I have to? Yeah, I guess you have to. Or you get someone else to do it for you, and they can translate it for you, because who understands legal, legal lingo, you know? <laughs> But um, I guess uh, everything we do, as you say, everything we do should be seen as an offering to the Lord. So uh, ask for blessings and everything that's, that you have to execute, execute during the course of the day. I don't, know that, I don't know of any specific prayer, but just a very quick thing, you know, that just uh, Krishna... Thank you. I, I will take care of this now to the best of my ability. Yeah. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. So, earlier in your class, the kids were talking about procrastination. So, let's say a person in your position, you know, GDC improves somewhere else and taking some of responsibilities. There's so much challenge in your schedule. So, mm -hmm. um, Sometimes it can appear to be confusing when if someone turn an activity that you may perform as being procrastination or you're doing things in order of priority, mm -hmm. of importance and priority. So, um, so on a practical level, someone in your position, how do you handle that? Because I'm pretty sure that sometimes you might have gotten criticisms on that, well, okay, you know, you're dragging on in my response. Yeah, so, um, so what you're addressing is um, sometimes there's a perception of procrastination on the part of the leaders, is that right? And, well, you know, I would just say this, I, I agree, there are things that we procrastinate on, and uh, I'm not a supporter of that. But there are some serious matters that have to take a little time and consideration. You can't always act so abruptly in decision-making. You, you want to make sure you, you get all the details from different sides, different corners, or if there's two sides, hear both sides before you finally make some kind of decision or a, judge, a judgment on something. So that some people don't understand sometimes, you know? I mean, and if you're a parent, you're a leader, and sometimes you have to make decisions about your kids, and uh, it's, it doesn't always come so easy. It, it takes some time. Time is one of the greatest subduers, as we discussed yesterday, 
and let Krishna act his time. And of course, you don't want to procrastinate too long, but there's a right time for getting something out there into the public, public if you have to make a statement based like on the decision. Our decision is such and such. So you can't let, let it hang there forever. I agree, there's a right time and place for everything. And uh, sometimes we're guilty of things dragging on too long and sometimes guilty of being too abrupt in making a decision. That's something needs to be well thought out and we have to give it the time. So in the mode of goodness, you really have to, you know, process things very carefully. And then about a passion, it's like an always, it's an outburst, an explosion. I reacted. I wasn't just silent for the moment. I, I, I gave my response. And that, but did you take a deep breath before you made the response? Did you just take a little time to absorb it? Like as I know, a good method is kind of sleep on a situation you know, if it calls for it. Mind you, when you're on the battlefield, uh, it's a different story. You have to act real fast. You got to be super sharp. You know? So, in in that sense, you, you're in the um, in a circle, a bubble of motive passion, and so you have to act passionately and make quick decisions, quick moves, based on your training and your experience. So. Um, so I guess your question, how do we, re how do leaders react to yes, criticism? Like, how do we like, process so much responsibility that we may have? And I'm also yeah, it's a lot. Off, off it's mind. a lot. Yeah. And one of the problems is, uh, you know, sort of what my uh, beef is that, uh, yeah, we're given too many things to do. There's too much, there's so much to do. And I think because, Many of us are pioneers, you know, and we pioneered the movement with Prabhupada's mercy. And there's a, a lot of things to get done, you know, that the first generation has to contend with. You know? And uh, most of us would like to just uh, deal with in visionary and inspirational things. But there are fires that you have to put out. And a lot of those fires are created by members who messed up. And so we have to clean up the mess and you make a decision and still it's never good enough for most people. So it's kind of really condemned position. So um, you know, what shall I say on the matter other than uh, it's a job that has to be done and uh, somebody, some people really thrive on that kind of work. But I would say a lot of us are kind of multitasking, overworked, uh, having to deal with too many positions. And, uh, but the flaw lies in holding on to those positions. And when you get on in your years, it's time to sort of delegate the responsibility to others. People who are younger, have more energy, capability at the right age, so, you know, we shouldn't just stand in the way, block, blocking other people who are, can do a competent job. So I think that's uh, just, some, just something to be said on, on that as well. Yeah. I think 
leaders are going to be respected when they know how to delegate and uh, pass the baton, uh, the torch, uh, to the next gen, who are, of course, trained. They're trained. And that was one responsibility that the leaders voted on. Okay, GBC College, for instance. Or so many of those, so much education, so many courses are out there now to prepare ourselves better. You know? Those are decisions made by the leaders. So those are acts in the mode of goodness, preventative. You know, like prob problems will be there, but you can prevent a lot of uh, difficulties uh, by just people going through proper training. Instead of being always reactive, be proactive. Right? So and those decisions where are the best decisions made by the leaders in our movement, you know, when you have training sessions for people. What do you think? Thank you, Marge. I now understood the question that I asked after you explained it. Okay. Thank you oh. so much. Oh, good. I, I hope I understood your question. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be in the mode of goodness, you know, to listen. You know. Mode of goodness means you must use the ears. That, they come first before anything else. Yeah, then, in a sense, it's the same thing that my dad told me. He said, the best you can do is to do your best. Uh -huh. So in any situation, it was fine. That's in a sense what you're saying. The best you can do is your best. Mm -hmm. I like it. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, I, is there anything else? <clears throat> okay, I guess breakfast is on, and that's important uh, to pay attention to that detail. And thank you so much. Uh, all glories to Shiva Prabhupada. And please accept my humble obeisances. Vancha kalupatarubhyascha kripa sindhubhyevacha papitangam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Thank you.